Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Blue Planet and Blue Planet 2. Today we will be discussing The Blue Planet Episode 6, titled Coral Seas. My god, this episode is amazing! It's phenomenal! It is a masterpiece, completely on its own merits. It is so, so freaking good. I love it so much. It is structured near flawlessly. Crafted so perfectly, and my god, I've been waiting, I've been waiting so long to talk about coral reefs, uh, for this show to finally get to coral reefs so I could talk about it in this podcast, because I honestly believe that coral reefs are one of the most breathtaking things in all of nature. I genuinely believe it. Not only do they look absolutely incredible, uh, but there's so many little quirks to coral that are just insane. There are so many little aspects to coral and their entire existence that it's just absolutely otherworldly. Like, it's such, it's such a common image When you go into seas, you see coral reefs really, really often. But you never actually explore them. And when you actually look closely at coral and what they do and what they actually are, like, it's like something out of science fiction, man. It's incredible. It it really, really is. Corals are like the most mind-blowing thing on the planet. And that's saying quite a lot. Uh, This show starts... Immediately, with just going into their development, how a coral reef is born, this one uh, larva just touching down and taking root, developing into a polyp, and then the polyp starts to bud off and create, like, like budding offspring, copies of itself, essentially, and then that just spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads Uh, And this limestone skeleton starts to take root, and it just grows and grows until eventually, after, after, like, a couple years or so, you get this, like, massive, vibrant community of coral. And it's insane. It is so beautiful and incredible, and it's amazing to think that all of it came out of, like, one little, uh... One little larva, one little leg that just sort of touched down at one point, and it's just like, all right, I'm a polyp now. Now I'm multiple polyps. Now I'm a full-blown freaking coral, and it's amazing. Uh, And the structure of coral is intriguing as well, uh, because it is technically an animal. 
Like, it's, it looks plant-like, but it's technically an animal. Like, with a skeleton, with tissue that does procreate. Like, it's not a plant, but it has, like, this little, these little pieces of algae, like, embedded within itself. And so it needs sunlight for those pieces of algae, which it then gets most of its food from. So it's technically an animal, but it exhibits a lot of plant-like properties because of the algae that's embedded within itself and that it gets most of its food from. Like, it's this fascinating hybrid that is so absolutely insane. Uh, and you see it feeding, and, uh, turns out, so, um, <laughs> coral's not just the stationary branching stuff you see typically. It's got tentacles. Quite a bit of them. And at night, those tentacles come out, and the coral starts to feed on, uh, nutrients in the ocean. And they show this in the episode, and it is freaky and cool. And it looks absolutely phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, they even... So, coral continuously grow. And grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And grow. And as they continue to grow and grow and grow and grow, uh, they eventually overgrow into one another. They get a little bit too close. And when this happens, the coral have border disputes. They have literal border disputes. And you see, there's this scene. There's this incredible scene that is stuck in my brain forever. Where... One of the coral, in this border dispute, just decides, screw this, I'm getting him out of here myself. And it just, like, it expands its gut to encompass the other coral, and then just starts digesting the other coral alive. Leaving just this, like, white skeleton left. This bleachy-looking skeleton. When it's done digesting, uh, when it's done pushing this thing out of its space. And it's really, like, this is the peak of the sci-fi <laughs> in this episode. It really, really is. And it looks absolutely insane. And then also, as I said earlier, like, coral reproduce sexually. Like, yeah, you do have the polyps that bud, but coral themselves are sexual beings. They do the whole sperm and egg thing. And, my God, remember, remember in the first episode when we talked about the turtles that timed their laying of their eggs to, like, the half moon? That is nothing compared to this. Coral time their sexual activity. Perfectly to full moon in like late spring, I think it is. Like, it's just the right 
just the right combination of lunar phase and season. Just right so that it's like just the right temperature, just the right level of tide, like everything is like 100% perfect conditions. And then like male coral release these like clouds of sperm, literal clouds. Females release eggs and each individual coral times times their releasing of their individual stuffs so that it like collides at just the right moment so that it maximizes uh, how much fertilization there is. Uh, there are some corals, uh, some brand of corals that are both male and female. So they literally just release these like pre-spermed eggs. Like, it's just fully fertilized eggs, already covered in sperm, that it just released in its own body. Because it's both genders at once. And it's just releasing those into the air. Or into the water, rather. And it's an insanely beautiful display. Uh, it's really, really gorgeous. They shoot it perfectly. And it is... Stunning. It's so great. And I'm actually kind of amazed that, like, they were able to get themselves in a place where they knew enough about coral reefs to, like, be like, okay, we need cameras here at this exact time of year uh, to capture this display. Uh, and they, like, just, they just set it up perfectly. This is another instance a lot of this episode contains instances of how the hell did they get that shot? Because <laughs> it's like in such close quarters the entire time. Uh, but corals are incredible. Like I could spend like an hour just talking about coral. Not even getting into any of the other creatures on display in this episode. Of which there are many, by the way. Uh, including a couple predators on the coral. Uh, we get a couple sequences in which uh, some predators try to feed on the coral. Uh, my favorite being this one, like, starfish that just tries to snack on the coral. But then there's this, like, small crab living in the coral. And it's like, no, you can't eat my home. And it just starts nipping at the underside of the starfish. Until the starfish is like, F this, I'm out. And then it just slowly, like, runs away. It slowly retreats. And by the way, like, this is an extremely, uh, an extremely pointy starfish. I think it's called, like, the crown of thorns or something like that. Uh, it's a very pointy starfish. Uh, and it also looks like something out of science fiction. It, it's just, it, it's this really cool moment of, like, Big pointy starfish trying to gobble up the coral. A uh, small crab nipping at the underside of the starfish. And the starfish going like, I'm out. Uh, there's also these humpheads, I believe they're called. That show up. They have jaws like so powerful they can bite through rock. And they start feeding on the coral mercilessly. And then as they're feeding on the coral, they also excrete this sand. Which forms tropical beaches and eventually, like, 
if enough of that piles up, it, like, over years and years and years and years and years, over an insane amount of time, forms, like, a literal island that trees grow on and birds show up in. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's a thing. Cool. <laughs> uh, there's also this, Jesus, I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, now I know what that says. Uh, this segment involving Silversides, this like swarm of Silversides that are trying to be eaten by, I believe, jacks or what the other fish are called. I can't remember. Uh, let's just say jacks for the sake of discussion. Like, jacks are trying to feed on some silver sides. And the silver sides are, like, using their silver bodies to sort of disorient jacks a bit. Sort of throw them off. Like, hey, you can't eat us. We're bright and shiny. Uh, and then the jacks literally just go, like, okay. I'll play it like that. Uh, we're going to force you down. <laughs> they try to herd the silver sides down towards the floor of the reef. And then once they're down there and trapped, they just... Move lightning fast and just eat all of them. And it's insane. It's this really, really cool moment. Uh, there's another great segment involving some really tiny shrimp. Uh, apparently no larger than a grain of rice. Which also leads me to say... How the hell did they get that shot? Like, they had to use, like, a really insane... Lens on that. Like, that is ridiculous. Like, I'm kind of not sure how they did that one. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, but... These, like, tiny shrimp are there. Uh, and they sort of live in something very similar to a bee colony. Uh, where it's just like this... Elaborate social system. Everyone's born from a single queen. Uh, and everyone's, like, specialized for different tasks. Uh, and then this, like, worm sort of goes through this tunnel. In which the shrimp are... In which the shrimp are housed. And then, like, a guard shrimp. Like, there's literally shrimp who are just designed to be guards and have, like, giant claws. Well, giant by their standards. Like, really meaty claws. And then they just guard the freaking tunnel entrance. And then that worm comes in and then they're, they just, like, snip at it a bunch. And then the worm's like, yep, this isn't worth it. <laughs> this is not worth it at all. Uh, but that's really, really cool. Uh, there's this one sequence involving this, like, frenzy of sharks like apparently night after night in the coral reefs like all these sharks come out and start feeding on innocent fish like fish are hiding away but the sharks are like really maneuverable they squeeze through some pretty narrow gaps and just eviscerate anything that comes in contact with them and the result is just this feeding frenzy that just eviscerates everything <laughs> and like it's this entire segment this very tense uh very insane segment where it's just like fish moves a little bit 
and then the sharks just devour it. <laughs> like, they just, like, they just all descend on, like, one fish and just tear it to pieces. There's, like, 50 of them just all descending on the same spot, and they're just thrashing around. It's insane. It is the most bonkers anything. It is brutal. It really is. Uh, they also have a segment uh, where they show a lot of a, a lot of breeding rituals, a lot of mating rituals of certain animals. Uh, there's this one group of fish. I forget what the names of them are, uh, but they literally like gather in this swarm, and the females like dash up to release their eggs, and the males like race after them to try and get their sperm on it. Uh, which is fascinating. Uh, there's this one species. Uh, it's like these long, narrow fish. I think they're pipe fish? I could be wrong about that. That might be what they're called. And they, like, have this very elongated courtship where they just meet every day. And they, like, have their own little... They basically have, like, a daily date. <laughs> and then eventually they're like, hey, let's have kids. And then they just rub up against one another. Female releases eggs. Uh, they stick onto the male's belly. And then the male just carries them around for a while. Then, like, shakes off the kids when they're born. And it's actually, like, it's this incredible adaptation of... It's this credible thing of... I, I think I said the word wrong. Adaptation, no, no, that's not the word, right? Adaptation is a different thing. Shit, I don't know English. Anyway, the point is, it's this really, really cool evolution. Where it's just like the male and the female pipefish, they split the work. Therefore, they can have twice as many kids. If it was just the female, it'd be a 20-day cycle. But because it's the female and then transfer to the male, it's like a 10-day. Like, it's like this well-oiled machine of, like, women makes eggs, uh, man makes babies. Woman makes eggs, man makes babies. And they just, like, trade off. It's like this relay race, this constant relay race, which is really fascinating. Uh, we see, like, a humpback whale singing for a mate, uh, which is... Nice, and I had to really, really struggle not to do the whale talk from Finding Nemo while watching this. And then, oh my god, the final sequence of this episode is so powerful and so brilliant and kind of does cement it as probably my favorite episode of The Blue Planet. Where have you spent... So long growing to care, going to be in awe of the coral reef. Growing to absolutely adore coral reefs. And then they show you, hey, so sometimes hurricanes form and destroy literally everything. And you have this insane, long, devastating sequence. Where like just everything's going nuts in the ocean. Including the camera, quite frankly. Like, it is shaking around all over the place. Uh, you can tell they very much lost control of it. 
when they were filming this, and you just see all this coral, which has grown over hundreds of years, they say. You just see all of this coral just get wiped out. Uh, There's a great shot where you just see, like, 50 of them just coming, like, tumbling down the ocean floor. And it just, like, it makes your heart hurt. Like, oh, no. It's like you've spent an hour growing to care about the coral reef. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is the most beautiful and insane thing on planet Earth. And then it just eviscerated. It just got destroyed before your very eyes. And it's just like, ugh. Ugh. That sucks. That's that's really, really hard to watch. And then they're like, oh, but new coral will grow in the wasteland. And then the episode's over. It's, oh my god, this episode's great. It's structured perfectly. It has so many awesome segments. Uh, it focuses on quite possibly my favorite element of this weird planet we live on. Uh, it's so cool. It, it's so freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, only two more episodes in Blue Planet, and then we move on to Blue Planet 2, so look forward to all of that. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well, it's as simple as just a push of a button, on the Anchor app, I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there, or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing the Blue Planet Episode 7. Talk to you then.